This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Swansea has more McDonald's and clean sheets this season, so don't forget your Muck Nuggets are closer than you think with Muck Delivery. The only thing left to say is, you in? Order now in the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app are participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for further details. Hey Spotifyers, click or tap the banner to listen to Rap Caviar. The freshest 50 hip-hop songs on the rawest playlist ever. Brought to you by our friends at Stars and the new season of Power Book 4, Force. Watch now, only on Stars and the Stars app. Okay, welcome back to Swans Cast, everyone. So we are officially underway in the season. So um didn't feel like that long, actually. We discussed it last time since we finished last year, especially being in the playoffs. And we had the Euros, a lot of football in the summer, even in the Olympics. And uh, we're back and doing now. Uh, after sometimes pre-season, I think it feels like pre-season lasts forever. But I feel like we hardly had a pre-season this year. Yeah, I know. It was weird, wasn't it? Yeah, very it was weird. More like, no build-up to the season at all, it felt like. Bits of COVID and all that, cancelled games, and just all of a sudden, first match of the championship is done and dusted. Um, how have you been feeling this week, then, anyway? Uh, what have you been doing? Oh, not much. Just rounding off the Olympics, watched all the all the finals, and enjoyed that. I found the closing um, ceremony was a bit. Oh, I didn't watch it. I had to turn it off. I did try and watch yeah, it. Yeah, I didn't watch it. I, just, I watched like 10 minutes, and I was like, yeah, it's not. not I didn't me. really get what was going on. I'm sure, though, like. There was so much work had gone into it and so much practice, and I'm the sure there was all like... right, which I saw a bit of. Um, that was good, to be fair. I don't know how they did it, but good special effects used there. Anyway, um, I've just come back from having a meal at Hungry Horse, had a massive burger, so feeling it right now. Feeling a bit sluggish, but uh, um, yeah, it defeated me. I'm I'm back I'm back up to date on Love Island as well, so enjoying that. Is that still going on? Yeah, another week week or so left, oh, I think. God. The sooner that ends, the better. No, it's class. Anyway, um, let's just get straight into the football then. So, we're going to try and keep a little bit of a format um, through these weekly podcasts, if you like. So, now we've got actually official games to discuss, let's make a start on what we're going to be calling the verdict. So, um, looking at like the results from last week, whatever games the Swans have played, and touching on other areas of the championship as well. So, that's generally 
what we're going to be doing. But before we do make a start there, don't forget if you are enjoying our content to subscribe, um, click the big red button on this channel to make sure you don't miss any of our videos and click the bell icon as well. You get a notification then when we do upload. Uh, really helps us grow. We need to get to a thousand as soon as possible because that just helps push the channel on basically um, more from there and allows us to invest more and up our game even further I guess because we always want to try and make improvements. And don't forget to hit the like button as well um, because again that helps other people find the content a little bit easier so um yeah and if you're listening to spotify i always refer to youtube always like i need to try and remember it's not just watching it's listening to anything we talk about if we're, we're looking at stuff we'll always try and um verbalize it the best we can for the people on spotify but you can find us on there as well just type in swans cast podcast okay so Swan's first game of the season was away at Blackburn. Russell Martin taking charge for his first match uh, as the Swansea manager. So I think we expected different from what Steve Cooper brought to the table. Steve Cooper very successful in regards to his results. Sixth place and a fourth place finish. Semi-final and a final in the playoffs. Russell Martin approaching it in a more classical, I say classical, modern classical Swansea approach, if you like. If that's a yeah. good term to use, modern classical. Typical. Um, promising to bring back the style of play the fans are crying out for. Yeah? Yeah. Um, enters into the first game away at Blackburn and it's a 2-1 defeat. However, it's worth noting, when did he take over? Monday, was it? Sunday, Monday? Sunday. So five days in the job. I believe when I listened to some of his interviews, three or four training sessions. Yeah. So let's just use that information as context when we are discussing the match. So I watched the match, well, most of it. You didn't watch it live, did you? You watched, saw the highlights and stuff. No, I was um, I was out watching the Lions. Oh yeah, Lions as well. Yeah, I was always keeping tabs, and then I watched the. Uh, I watched like the longer highlights. Yeah, I know. Just yeah, the less said about that, the better, because it was a horrific game, really. Yeah. So anyway, the football. So I thought the first half. Um, I think you could immediately see that he's had an impact in terms of the style of play and the mentality of the players on the pitch and what they're trying to do. There's definitely I, a difference. Yeah, I was I was surprised at how much of a difference it was so soon. Like you can see the. The commitment to playing out of the back, no matter what, yeah. which you know, which which I admire in all fairness, because he's got to be done. And like you said, three days or three training sessions, I think he said, or four, whatever it was. Um, so this is essentially our preseason, where you would normally iron out those mistakes, and players would be getting used to the way they play football. But obviously, we're straight into the league game, so yeah. it was it was it was rusty, wasn't it? You could see it. It was just. But that's you know it was rustiness. The time he's yeah, it was a bit nervous. I think, uh, especially yeah. first half, um, especially the defence. I think specifically, and I'm not slating them. I thought some of them had decent games, to be fair. But you could see some of them weren't as comfortable as what they will be in the future, and what we need them to be to play this style and to be successful with this style. Um, Stephen Bender included, although I thought he had a really good game, other than one howler. You've got to say, but. Yeah and we'll discuss it later on, regardless of the howler, he still maybe was man of the match. Um, which is weird, because you give away a penalty. He made... Uh, but then, yeah, make team of the he, week. 
Yeah, he was in team of the weekend as well, yeah. wasn't he? And all fairness, so well, says how well he played. He made a lot of saves. He's definitely a good shot yeah. stopper. He did. When you look at the stats, and I'll dive into them in a minute. You know, he had a good game, but watching it because Blackburn did press us, um, whether they were like, you know, switched on to the fact like this guy's going to try and do this passing football, which Swansea didn't necessarily do as much last year. They he's just come in. They wouldn't have had time to practice, so they're going to be like nervous, rusty. So let's get on them. Whether that was you know, enforced tactically or they were going to do it anyway. Um, I think they definitely did hurry us when we passed them around the back and we got away with it sometimes. Other times we didn't and we gave the ball away. We didn't yeah. get made to pay for that as much as we should have. Uh, the two goals we conceded basically were from us losing possession. Uh, so let's, let's discuss the first one. So... I can't remember exactly who got dispossessed. I believe he was up on Jake Bidwell's side. I think it was him, maybe Mac Rhymes doing some football. Yeah, it was between them, yeah. Um, and they, they lose the ball. But they, they're trying to do the things that they've been asked to try and do. So we're not here to, you know, kick off a Burham. And then it's just a counter-attack, really. And Blackburn are just direct from that point And a couple of passes. And I think it comes in to Dolan, I think the striker um, yeah. and Bender makes a really good save actually from the initial shot but it's rebounded literally into the centre of the the box and you know out, out to the edge of the box and uh, yeah it's basically Gallagher's running through and it's, it's pretty much an open goal um, I think it's Dolan that carries on running into the net to make sure that Kyle Norton can't get across to clear it off the line smart play by him but yeah like you know it's just frustrating a little bit but You've got to just. I think we've got to just accept stuff like this at the moment. It will come a period of time, but if we're still doing it, you know, months down the line, maybe you start asking more questions. Problem, but um, first yeah, game, no. I think is it was. You know, the worrying thing is oh, for me. It's like well, it's not really a worry at this stage, but um, having watched that Saturday, every team is going to press us now at the back. Well, yeah, they so they're going to. They're going to have to learn. They're going to have to learn quickly. Yeah, it's thrown in at deep end, and they're going to have to. I mean. Some of the players should pick it up quicker than others, but then you look at the team, and when I when I say that, I mean like some of them would have played under Potter and done quite similar things. But actually, when you look at the team, Mac Rhymes, Kyle Norton, probably the only two. I, in that I, team. I, I do worry about the defenders, like the the centre backs that we have trying to play. Yeah, so I messaged out. you in the group about this, didn't I? I said like for me, it looks there's definitely positive signs. Uh, the one area I'm worried about in terms of playing a style and where the players are less comfortable and probably more work needs to be done is the defenders because and it's a bit weird because Ben Kabango's come through our system and our youth tend to have always played that pass in football I think he'd be able to pick it up quite well but I think you know we, we criticised him sometimes last year for being the first one to always kick the ball away um, rather than trying to find a player sometimes which it can be a criticism, it can be a positive depending on the situation, but that's the sort of thing that he used to do quite often. Uh, so he needs to iron that out. Not that he did it, but obviously picking a pass, like you can't always take your time. You've got to know where you're passing, you've got to know where your teammates are, and, and he's got to pick that up quick. Latipo did again, you'd think coming from Man City would be a little bit more comfortable. I think he, not just for his distribution, but I think out of the three of them, he had he was the weakest, definitely. Uh, but then he didn't play a full season last year, did he? So again, yeah, but he 
Like that about yeah worries me a bit because we we called him out on a few mistakes last year when he came in into cup yeah, games and he got sent off in preseason for some insane. yeah and I thought like oh you know we gave him the benefit of the doubt to me we said our oh, young games you know get these mistakes out now in cup games and while he's young but like you said he got sent off in the preseason friendly he wasn't good on Saturday yeah so I think that's definitely but but I think going back to that I think that. Uh, I think the like the lack of players in midfield forced him to play a back back five when he might not yeah, play a back well, five with a full. I would have agreed with you here, but I was doing a little bit of digging and some people talking about him, and I think he played back five with MK Dons. I did, he? I believe. I mean, that is the in thing these days. That's the in thing is to do back five. Like even Man City have done it at times, haven't they? Doing this passing. Yeah, thing. yeah, but we we just haven't got. <laughs> I know we probably will bring in signings, but we haven't got cover centre back unless I think Kyle Lowen will forward. go back there when we get this uh, guy from Man United, this right back. Yeah, hope so. Anyway, because um, yeah, we haven't we haven't really got any many he's options. Quite highly thought of, and I believe he's quite attacking as well from wing back role. Um, and I think Kyle Norton having that, he's definitely got the experience of playing. He can play passing football and a bit of a cool head on him. I know Ryan Bennett have too, but I think Ryan Bennett. Is a bit more no nonsense, and he's at the stage of his career where I, this sounds harsh actually. When I'm, I'm going to go through the stats with you in a second, just from what I, I saw, I thought he it didn't look like his natural game. I'm not saying he can't do it, I think he will be able to do it fine, but he's the sort of player that I think if you do charge at, he's not the quickest. And um, yeah, you could there was one, there. there was one where. He was caught in possession and just he literally played a ball. I don't even know he was looking for. Like just yeah. you could see the panic. But like you said, he's played all his career not playing that sort of football, and you know he's not that type of player. Yeah, and he's like, it's like you can't, now, he? so... can't can't teach an old dog new trick sort of thing. But um, but having yeah. said that, and I think this is important to uh, mention, and Wales Online touched on this in their article, right? So um, the three defenders, Ryan Bennett statistically in terms of playing as football was the best so 99 touches 87 out of 94 passes accurate 93 percent oh fair play all um, fairness to him I, I i saw the most he attempted in any game last year was like 70 something and i was very rare to get that high um <laughs> and he would never get anywhere near 93 percent in terms of the accuracy so I mean, fair play there. Like, I just that's an instant impact, and that's where I think Martin deserves a bit of credit because three training sessions with the team, and you're getting them out of like that sort of st- as much as it, as much as the result was bad, right? And there's a lot of other negatives to look at in terms of the shots and stuff, which we will. Um, when he's only been here for a short amount of time, we've got to look at what he has actually managed to change, and I think that's a massive thing to introduce and. And having the players like in such a short notice, and I think that's a positive when he starts looking at these other areas and drilling the system in and ironing the issues out. You know, that, that's a good thing to look at. The other two, um, I think Bennett was in the three, the middle of the threes. That's probably why he's the highest in regards to passes. Latabodia had sixty-three out of seventy-eight, which was eighty-one percent um, accuracy, ninety-three touches. Looks like he's taking more touches per pass, maybe, <laughs> but um. Cabango, 71 touches, um, 86% accuracies with 56 out of 65 passes. So, again, I said, like, I think Cabango is the one of them that, like, 
Yeah, he did. He did. Uh, in all fairness to Kabango, he played a lovely. He played one lovely ball yeah, to uh, that is Cullen. On to me for that chance. One key pass, one big chance created. The one for Cullen. That was a Probably lovely ball. Have, in all fairness to him, probably should have scored that. But um, yeah, that's just a quick look at the defense. Um, let's bring Bender into it as well because we did discuss yeah, but, Bender. Um, on on the defenders though, just quickly, it's not always on them as I was to say about like defenders being able to pass up from the back. You've got to have options in front of you, yeah. and it seemed like to me that only Grimes comes deep. So as soon as you had two players on him, um, where do you go? You've got the the other players in front of him have got to make options, yeah. and the wing backs have got to make options for them to get that ball out quickly. So that's something they're going to have to get used to as well. Yeah, no, for me, Mac Rhymes, I thought was really good. I thought he looked very interested, which I was a bit surprised at because I thought his head was going to be somewhere else. Well, yeah. you know, it still might be, but you can't say he didn't put in a committed performance because I think he did. I have seen a bit of criticism about him. Uh, people saying, like, again, he wasn't distributing well nah. enough or whatever. Mm-hmm. I really disagree. Um, 90 touches, 89% pass and accuracy from being that one that's responsible for getting us going. That's a good eighty nine percent. You can't. You wouldn't get. They were getting sixty percent in midfield last year. Yeah, we we discussed and, it quite regular. Yeah, you can't. You can't knock him either. There was that one where they caught us on the break, and he was back on his back, own with yeah. a two on one and defended it out. So, yeah, I couldn't couldn't question him at all. To be fair, I was surprised he played. So I was I was glad to see him starting. To be fair, because I wasn't expecting him to play, and then he did play well as well. So, in fairness, there maybe is there a. Is there the door open maybe just slightly that he's going to stay? Yeah. But... And he did lose possession 14 times, but the whole team was guilty of losing possession. But that, again, I'm not going to go in too much on that sort of detail today because I think while they're getting introduced to this new game, they're going to lose possession a bit until... Oh, yeah. They... It always happens with this style of football. The manager addressed it in his conferences. He said, like, if they lose possession doing the things I'm asking them to do, then I'm not going to criticise them. Yeah. Because he needs them to have the confidence to do it, and as soon as you start criticizing them, they don't have the confidence and they do it more. Yeah, it was a similar sort of thing, though. You go back to when Brendan Rodgers decided to play that football in the Premiership, and yeah. you know it was working. And um, Rangel, Rangel gave that ball away against Man United when we first went up to me. And we lost one nil because of a mistake playing at the back. And Brendan Rodgers said, "Well, this is fine because that's that's what I want him to do. That's the yeah. way I want us to play. So you've got to persevere. It would have been easy to sort of say." You know, four or five games down the line for him to say, oh, you know, we're going to have to change nah, it. No, you're right. You're right. I think uh, Pablo Hernandez as well. Like, I loved him, you loved him as a player, but I think one of the criticisms everyone right. had of, of him was he lost the ball a lot as much as he created a chance. And I always said, yeah, but he's like, it's because he's he's trying to get something going and half time is not going to work. Or the other half time it is. But then when you look at the stats, it's like, yeah, he's lost the ball all these times. So it's like, got to look at the context of it, really. Um, Anyway, yeah, that's Grimes. I thought he had a good game. We'll see if he's still here in the next couple of weeks. It looked like there's a chance he could stay, and it's not as much as a done deal we thought it was when we talked about it in a video. Yeah. But he did get COVID. He was out because of that and a small injury. How much of a difference that's had. And I have heard Fulham are selling a player in his position or expected um, to sell a player in his position so maybe we'll really see what's happening if that goes through. Yeah. Um, but I think you can't argue with what... Maybe the fees that were quoted aren't quite accurate because, like, Martin did make a point of saying, you know, they will make sure they get the best for him. But we'll wait and see. We can't talk about something that's not happened. 
Anyway, back to Bender because the second goal was his fault. Um, so we went 2-0 down. I believe sec was the second half they scored. No, for, yeah, just after half time. I was second half, yeah. Yeah, just after half time. Um, again, it was just playing out from the back. They were in the, def- the defenders had the ball. They passed it back to the goalkeeper. He's getting charged. Uh, mm-hmm. He tries taking a touch too many. Essentially, he was a bit heavy and loses possession to... I'm not sure which player it was for Blackburn that they managed to gain the possession there. And I think, you know, it's his first like league start really, or the first chance he's probably had of being number one keeper. And I think he got a bit like, oh shit, I've made a mistake. I need to try and rectify it. And he yeah. stuck his leg out and brought the player down. Um, it is what it is. He's young. He'll learn from that. Same, and Whitman did stuff that we would say the same for us who, you know, I did feel a bit sorry for him because he had a good game at that and that. Anyway, he got close to saving it. He didn't actually save it, but he got as close as you could. Okay, it was a good penalty. So we got 2-0 down. But other than that, again, 80 touches of the ball. More touches, I believe, than Woodman had all season. The one game he got more than that, and that was against Cardiff. Yeah, deal. So um, shows straight away. 86% passing accuracy. For a goalkeeper, yeah. and we we spent a long time, or people did last year, criticizing Woodman's distribution. So, pardon me, excuse me, sorry. So yeah, eighty six percent, I think, is a that's good for his first proper first team game in the league. Pressure of like a new system, new style of play. I think it's positive for Stephen Bender, and you did mention already he's been he was in the championship um, team of the week as well yeah fair play to him like yeah no no, no real negatives on him to be fair yeah. i thought he played well first well he did have a one game last season i think when woodman was injured but um first start in the league playing a different style of football i thought good on him in all fairness good and decision i'm happy yeah. he played him as well instead of hamer well hamer has covid oh well def- de- definitely glad he played him instead of hamer yeah. um he made eight saves uh five of which were from inside the box so oh, fair enough. Says it all, really. Um, that's a, that's a good good uh, introduction to the team. Anyway, we did get one back, so we went up the other end. Not so long after this, actually, fifty second minute, and Jamie Patterson, who I think was here for like a day, and he started. Yeah, he signed game. signed on the Friday, didn't he? And then he was straight in on Saturday. Yeah, so he had actually a good game. He looked quite lively, looked involved, and not afraid to have a shot as well from outside the box, which is about this. Maybe he was on the edge of the box, just in a D, something like that. Um, yeah. But yeah, some good football, and it's played into him. And he, to be fair, the Blackburn keeper should save that. It literally yeah, goes it was... straight where he was standing. It curled, it did, so he curled the ball. But I think the keeper thought it wasn't curling, and he was going to the corner. So the keeper sort of like jumps to that direction, but then it curls into literally where he was standing in the first place. So you could argue got a bit lucky, but it doesn't matter how they go in and went in. Um, Took the shot on, and he's got the rewards. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was good, a good, good start for him. Good start for him straight in. Does it say a lot that uh, he's put him straight into the squad over the other midfield options that we uh, that we do have? But he said like the um, he sort of knew what he was about, didn't he? And he so did, I think did, him and Jamal Lowe were kind of rotating in the left striker and behind the striker role. Yeah. So Liam Cullen, um, I think first half Patterson was quite wide. And then he came infield second half, and he was playing behind them. Then Jamalo went up there, but they were kind of all rotating, so it's hard to say exactly where they 
we were playing. But um, yeah, maybe maybe it's because though we didn't have much cover in the centre midfielders because like Jan Danda did come on um, for Corey Smith in the centre midfield area, and then who else is there? Ollie Cooper. Yeah. Pirot didn't make the bench. I mean, mm, that, nah, that one. I don't know if I want to talk about it now. That one worried me a bit. What he said afterwards, Martin. He said something like, "He like don't think he was injured." From what he was saying in his post match, yeah, he said he needed to pick the best team to fit uh, the circumstances of the match. And Pirro understands that, and he'll have a chance to show what he's what he oh, well, against Reading. Well, that's uh, you know, that's a bit worrying. Right, Did he not fit? The rumor. Have you heard the rumor? No, what's the rumour? So I'm, I'm saying rumour because as far as I'm concerned it's not officially confirmed. Um, people might say in the comments like, oh no, they, it definitely happened. I haven't seen any official confirmation of it so as far as we're aware it's a rumour. Uh, but he was out on the lash in Cardiff and broke Covid rules. Which is apparently really? why he uh, wasn't in the match day team. But he has confirmed, ah, okay. Russell Martin did confirm he will, he will feature against Reading. So Oh, okay. Oh, well, that's, yeah, well, I mind. That's just, yeah, that's a one-off then. Because I thought, oh, he clearly doesn't think a lot of him if he's not picked him for the first game of the season. Um, our £1 million sign-in. But yeah, if it's, some, if it's a disciplinary thing, oh, it's not so bad. the manager, it could be another one of them where he doesn't want him. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, well, well, exactly, yeah. It's not as true. Um, yeah, so we'll see what happens with Piro. Hopefully we get to see some more of him and we can actually see what he's about. But anyway... Good sign-in, I think, uh, Patterson. It's a free free transfer, so we can't can't complain. Immediate impact. If he's going to give us that sort of performance that he gave today, then he'll have a decent amount of goals this season, and he'll, he'll, he'll do well. So I'm happy to see him. And I think the second half in general, especially after we scored, we did start up in our game. We started keeping the ball a bit better. We got more confident with the style of play. Easy yeah. to say that when you are trailing. Maybe Blackburn was sitting off a bit more. They were still pressing and trying to get opportunities on the break. And they still did have opportunities on the break, especially as we tried pushing up more to get an equaliser. Like you said, there was times where Crimes had to run back, be the only one or the last man. And I think they bottled a two-on-one, which... Um, yeah. The guy only needed to pass it and he goes for a shot and it goes just wide of the post and Bender got a fingertip to it, to be fair. Um, so we could, we probably should have lost by more. I think it's fair to say that. But we did improve as the game went along is what I'm, what I'm saying here. So looking at the overall statistics of the game, it's not pretty for the Swans, I'll be honest. 72% possession. I can't remember the last time I saw a number like that. Yeah, it was ridiculous. That, and that's what I mean about the fact that he's managed to have that sort of immediate impact is um, yeah. Yeah, in all fairness, a sign. Yeah, oh, definitely. To turn that around in three days. Yeah. But, you know, and as we've had people mention in the comments, it is not all about the possession. That is fair comment and that is true. Uh, Blackburn are 21 shots against our seven. So that's a big difference. Now, it looks worse than I think it is in terms of a defending. And what I mean by this, and Wales Online did pick up on this as well, a lot of the shots that Blackburn had were immediately after we lost possession in our own half. So it's yeah. not like they've created the opportunity, they're taking advantage of this transition period, if you like. Uh, yeah. The rustiness, the stuff we discussed earlier. And it was, I think there was, I think Bender, six of his saves were made 10 seconds after we lost the ball. 
or within 10 yeah. seconds. So um, that's just six of his saves. So they had more shots than that after winning possession. Like, you know, I mean, like quickly. So, like, they'll win the ball, play it a couple of times, and have a shot. That's what their game plan was. It worked for them. Fair play, well done, fair enough. Um, but that's stuff, obviously, that Russell Martin does need to address, does need to look at, work on an iron out. And I'm sure that will happen the longer that we hear. Um, other than that, then, so. I don't really know where else to look at the stats. It's all, all in Blackburn's favour. They had six big chances. Missed four of them. That's what I mean by we should have lost by more. Yeah, but um, in all fairness, like we said, um, yeah, with major rustiness, especially in the first half, we gave more away. We could have been four 0 down at half time realistically. Yeah. But then also, as we grew into the game, second half, you know, we could have got a point because yeah. Cullen had another good chance in the second half at two one. Well, it's the result um, that matters at the end, isn't it? That's the all. No, I know, but I mean, like, it's, it is it is positive signs. There's a lot of people saying they've you know they've never felt like positive about losing a game. But for me as well, it was definite sign. Oh, no, it's quite exciting, actually. Yeah, I agree There's, with you. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I was just saying it's, it's quite exciting to see that he's managed to do that in a short space of time. If he yeah. can get some players in, bed them in. Um, if Grimes could stay, that would be brilliant. Um, but I don't think he will. But if he gets some players in, which it looks like there are a few coming in, yeah. um, and get this embedded into the thing, I think we could do. I think we could do some damage. It's going to be an up and down season, though. We're going to see games like that, like we had on Saturday, probably more often than not. But I think, um, yeah, all positive in what I saw on Saturday. Anyway, I'm quite happy with it. Yeah, no, me too. I'm I'm quite happy. Um, I do agree with you. I think, I think we did well. I think like well for after what's happened, a uh, quick turnaround. We could have lost by more, yeah. but we didn't. And like you said, at the end of the day, 90th minute, it's still only two one. So Blackburn missed the chances. That's that's their problem. We could have got a yeah. point, and then that would have been something to build on. Um, looking at a little bit more detail because of stuff has been commented on our past videos we really appreciate everyone's opinion and we love having comments love engaging with the discussion but i just want to like talk about it as a talking point uh briefly just something to address i guess um so yeah okay so possession it's not all about possession in terms of russell martin some people are not necessarily fully on board with him coming in fully behind him like his style of play whatever that's fine you're all entitled to your own opinions. But in terms of the criticisms or where the concerns come from, like his win rate, for example, at MK Dons, okay? So he took over the job at MK Dons. They've just got promoted from League Two after yo-yo in a bit. He's taken over the job, stepping up from being a player. I think it was about a couple of months into the season. Um, they've just come up, so they're probably one of the favourites for relegation. He gets them to a 19th place finish, okay? That's, that's quite... Fair enough, in your first season, any league you get promoted to, you take it. Um, and then his second season, his first full season as a manager, he gets him to 13th. So, clear progression, six places above. They're playing this style of football in League One, which isn't very often done. People think it can't be done. Um, I think that deserves a bit of credit. Like, I don't think you can always judge win managers by win rate. You've got to look at what the club they're at and where they are. That's just like saying, for example... Um, who, who who stayed up in the Premier League last season? That was probably a good season for them. Southampton, for example. Yeah. Do you say that the manager should get sacked because his win rate wasn't like decent, or or like? I don't yeah, know. it's all relative. It's all relative, isn't it? Coventry, who came up to the Championship last season, is their manager yeah. bad because the win rate is not great because they finished near the bottom, but then Coventry are happy to stay in the league. So, 
Yeah, you're just managing expectations and it's all relevant to where you are in the league. Yeah. And then, you know, what sort of side you've got, what sort of position you're in, it's all relevant, you know. Yeah, exactly. Pushing on from that in terms of the goal situation because that was one of the criticism, criticisms. The style of play is just passing around for the sake of it. Doesn't win games, doesn't score goals. Um, yesterday, or not yesterday, Saturday, Swansea lost the game. Yeah, we got battered, we didn't score the goals, we didn't have shots. In terms of the, I say battered, we got battered with the shot statistics, twenty-one to seven. I believe last season at Steve Cooper, that was quite a similar theme. We were always having less shots than the opposition. People were saying we're not creative enough, we're not scoring enough goals. Would you agree? Oh yeah, plenty of games we were having like seven shots, maybe none on target. I think second half of the season, especially. And let's also bear in mind we had Andre Ayew. I know we don't have him now. I know we're not going to have him, and I know we not we've got to adjust to that, but. He was there last year, and that's what we're comparing it against. Um, so last year, our XG for our goals scored was 1.18. Sorry, 1.15. So not even as good as as good as that. Um, and our and um, MK Dons was 1.3. Sorry, 1.44. So his style of football, yeah, different league, different players. But they were scoring more goals than what we did last year. And if that's what we were comparing it to, then I'm not really sure where the point is, to be honest. Um, but we'll have to see what happens, you know, just back the manager. If by Christmas we're still having the same sort of issues, for example, I'm sure we'd be calling them out by then. But we've got to give it yeah, a bit but, of time. Yeah, I know, true. But how many people last season said they didn't want Cooper in charge and they take having possession and playing better football and losing games? Yeah. Than watching Cooper start. So we'll soon see if uh yeah, we'll see. you know and yeah, we'll soon see if that's true. If we're finishing around mid table and people are like kicking off we're not doing better. We'll see yeah. if, you know, because last season they were saying they would take the style over the results. Um I know everyone's got different opinions and you might not agree with what we're saying and we completely respect that, that's fine. Obviously sometimes it's hard to discuss in the comments. So I just wanted to sort sort of answer the points in, in the video. Uh, talk about some of the stats behind it, and that's just where we're coming from. If you disagree, fair enough. Um, each to their own, you know. Can't everyone's got their own views on football, uh, and that's that's completely fine. And that's why we enjoy it, isn't it? That's why we do the podcast and love you and everyone's opinions. But um, I think there's definitely positives come, and I'm look for, looking forward to seeing seeing what happens really going forward. Yeah. Anyway, I think that's most most of the stuff touched on for that from that game. Um, anything else that we've missed that you can think of? No, not really. I think we've covered it. Mainly, just it's all going to be about the playing style at the moment, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's that's pretty much it. I was quite happy with it. So, any surprises for nice you with the team selection? Uh, well, yeah. Well, Grimes was the big one because I had no idea he was going to start. Um, Patterson going straight in um, after signing on Friday. I thought he might have been on the bench. I'm surprised he didn't maybe play Dander. Um, just because he's been there all pre-season. I wonder and... how Dander feels about that, because he's probably like his make or break and he didn't even start when we haven't got a team, basically. Yeah, exactly. Well, I've, I've already made my feelings known about Dander. I, I keep wanting him to prove me wrong. Um, but again, he came on and he left one ball go in midfield, which led to their counter-attack. I don't know what he was trying to do. By the way, I'm not like, jumping on his back again. But I think he's yeah, just I got... like, average without doing you know nothing great nothing terrible again just he had one run that i can recall that ended in us getting a free kick as well so just 
mediocre performance as no as yeah, what yeah, we've come to yet. expect from him, I guess. Um, I noticed Brandon Cooper was on the bench. That's a positive, I think. Maybe Latabodia be looking over his shoulder. I think so. I think Definitely. he deserves a chance. Uh, Nicholas Defritius Hansen. I don't. I don't know who he is. I'll be honest. I don't think no, we saw him in preseason. To be. I know. I didn't. No, I didn't recognize the name when he was on the bench. Lincoln McFadden. I think he did feature in preseason, but again, I'm not that familiar with him. Oh, I know. I know. Like, I know signings are going to come in, but that bench was so worrying, wasn't it? Yeah. Ollie Cooper. I would like to see more of him this season. I, I, I kind of wish he came on in this game, but uh, Morgan Whitaker again only managed to get like five minutes, and um, yeah, we sort of said yeah, and Dander and Kyle Joseph didn't get on the pitch, but I think Whitaker, Joseph, Dander, I would expect to see him for Reading, but um, we'll discuss that in a bit. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We didn't say, but Fulton is out suspended for three games, and yeah, he'd be a big, he'd be a big addition when he comes back in, yeah. just to because I think he's alright with the ball at his feet as well. Fulton. Well, so we I said think about him being a flare last year, didn't we? He had a bit of flair in him, so yeah. So I think he'd be great when he comes back in to hold that ball in midfield. Yeah, and the other one was Liam Walsh, who's injured. Which we said that <laughs> yeah. the key was keeping him fit. He's a good. He's got a good player in him. I Bad think, injury uh, record in the past, and we start the season and he's injured. I think Corey Smith is injured as well, and he went off. Yeah, he went off with an injury, so I'm not. They, they didn't have any. Um, Can't afford to lose him as well. Yeah, they didn't have any sort of time scale on what that is looking like. Hopefully, mm-hmm. Manning will be back as well because he was out with COVID. Him yeah, and it's going to take. It's going to take. It's like we said, this is our essentially this is our preseason now. In the first probably three, four, five, six games even of the season. Where players are still coming and going, and the manager's only just taken over. So yeah, yeah, I don't think the season's really going to kick off for us until about six games in. Yeah, and there is two players. It looks like Swans might be in for, but we'll discuss that a bit later on. Let's move on to the rest of the championship. Um, some interesting results, actually. To be fair, I thought yeah, some prizes around, wasn't it? I mean, we got our league table. We discussed it in our last video. And I think you picked out Luton to have a surprisingly good season. I said yeah. I think Hull would have the best season out of the promoted teams. Um, and out of yeah. the relegated teams, we thought they were going to be just head and shoulders above the rest. But when we actually look at the results, Hull atop the table, Luton the second... <laughs> <laughs> I know it's one match. I know it's one match. Um, but Hull smashed Preston. I think I also said I think Preston are going to struggle. I'm just going to yeah, you did say Preston are going to struggle. That was that was a surprise, one, wasn't it? So they Hull lost four one, and it looks like they literally got battered. When you look at the uh, so far, that's goal. a poor result. That's a poor result, though, isn't it? At home against a promoted team, poor. That's a bad result. First game I of mean, the season. Yeah, people are now comments saying that it's bad that we only had eight shots or whatever it was against seven, eight shots against Blackburn away. Well, Preston had seven shots against Hull at home, and they had oh, sixteen. Oh, that is that's poor. That is, I know, but like how this is what that like. It's always a reason to moan, isn't it? Oh, we only had seven shots. We only had three shots on target. We only had this much possession. Watch the game. Like yeah. sometimes the stats don't reflect the game, do they? No. Um. So that's a bit annoying. But yeah, like you said, it could be worse because that. Like that was probably the worst result of the weekend, I think. Yeah, I'm uh, just putting it into context. And and if any oh, yeah, cliche yeah, is used with this league, anyone can beat anyone. I just don't think like when people say like um we've beaten we haven't lost a Blackburn in six years. 
just put an asterisk there. Three of them years we were in the prem and they they were in yeah. championship. Um, yeah, but we haven't beaten we haven't beaten Blackburn away. Yeah, for like ages. so many ages. Yeah, but I was, I was like in the seventies or something. I think they said. Yeah, and referring to them as like a mid poor mid table team or whatever. Like we're not entitled to beat anyone. We've got to earn that victory. So like, whatever you think of Blackburn as a team doesn't matter if we don't turn up on the day or we can't do it then we don't do it um and yeah. i would even argue blackburn's a bigger club than us so i don't know where that perception of us being like yeah but we said about we said about managing we said about managing expectations blackburn table team realistically yeah. that's where we are going to be this season yeah but historically if that's what people want to say like the last six years oh yeah historically yeah. blackburn are a much bigger club than us fair yeah, yeah, yeah. We've moved on from Swans Blackburn. That was just yeah, I remember that was another part of the Black. comments from. No, it's my fault. I brought it up. Um, so yeah, Hull, Hull, good results for them. Preston, I think, need to get some players in. They didn't. They didn't replace uh, the defender. Was it um, the one that went to Liverpool? Ben Davis. And they're trying to get rid of him again now. He's not. He's even played a game for them. Bit of a weird sign in that. That was uh, the standout result, along with uh, Sheffield United. I think losing at home was a bit of a yeah. So Sheffield losing to Birmingham, Birmingham I, could be uh, yeah. Watch a bit of that. Birmingham played well. They had other, they had more chances as well. They did they did sort of sit back and Sheffield United were coming at them then later on in the game. Um, but they did have a couple of other chances. They they did miss one sitter as well to make a two nil. Um, Birmingham looked alright. So maybe I know it's early doors. I saw a thing on Talksport which was quite funny. It was. Um, on the Saturday morning, it was like, uh, "Oh, let us know your thoughts." You're all like, everyone's in the playoff race, everyone's in the promotion race, and then they were like, "Yeah, we got another segment tomorrow on the Sunday," where it was like, "You can phone in and tell us that your season is over already." <laughs> um, but uh, no, it's, it's early doors now. But uh, yeah, yeah, impressed with Birmingham. Yeah, interesting. And McBurney and Brewster both came off the bench. Yeah, with Which, them to play next week. I mean, Ryan Woods is playing for Birmingham now. Is he at Birmingham now, is he? Yeah. It's crazy because like he was this like when he was at Brentford and we were interested in him three years ago, he was like amazing in the championship. He was this highly thought of midfielder. And he's had like three clubs since. He's been stuck, Yeah. Uh, where was it? Millwall with um Millwall, yeah. yeah. And now Rowett's still at Millwall and he's let him go. So um I thought they'd like Ever- to Ever since that transfer fell through where he was he was like he's close to coming to us, he's he? just fallen off the radar, yeah. I think he's he just not been good in the Potter as well, and he'd probably be good in our setup now. So, shame that we didn't get a manager sorted earlier in the preseason because if he was available again, and I believe it was either a loan or a very low fee or cheap, um, free even. Yeah, that would have been. I would have taken him because we are a bit thin, especially if Grimes goes. Um, anyway, that's another good result there for Birmingham. So well done to them. Luton as well. You mentioned. I think they won three nil against a newly promoted Peterborough. Who I did yeah. have suspicions might struggle. Um, yeah, early days, we, of course. We both put them low down, didn't we? But yeah, like you said, he's got to play plenty of time to go. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Well, did another standout result was the Stoke game against Reading. It was three two. That was a cracker. Surridge yeah. scored, didn't he? The winner <laughs> on his debut. Come off the bench, he scored the winner. I think uh, yeah. didn't really give him the chance that he needed to get a run of games together. But I think when it, it got Tom Solanke, then maybe yeah. Uh, I'm I'm worried about the it's littered again now the championship with former players near that uh, G, G, oh, I can never say his name Girokaresh whatever you say Giro his name Kares. scored for Coventry didn't he yeah yeah uh, they beat Forest two one which um, that's a good result for them they're back in their stadium now 
back so, of the recall, um, yeah. Maybe that's a little bit of a buzz, especially with fans. So well yeah. done to Coventry. Nice to see things on the up there as well. But yeah, oh, Gio- Gio- how good was they watching? Uh, how good was they watching games with fans in the stadium? Or? Yeah, how much much the first one myself. I might see if there's tickets available for first home game, but maybe we'll see. Um, the other ones I wanted to touch on. We everyone picking up all these uh, teams relegated. Well, West Brom, <laughs> I think arguably the best result of the three of them. We already touched on Sheffield, the fact that they lost. Bournemouth is not a hard, it's not an easy game. So going away to Bournemouth and two all draw, first game of the season that was um, on Friday night. Both teams, I think, would be happy. Bournemouth maybe won one one win the home game because it was the first game of the season. I think they'll take it. Uh, it does though look like West Brom definitely had the better chances. They uh, good game was. Bournemouth had more of the ball. West Brom more of the chances. Classic, I guess, with the style of play. But they um, two all. Nice way to open the championship up there. Uh, game was. I enjoyed that. Dan Mark. Juma wasn't playing for Bournemouth, is he? Oh, maybe he's going. Apparently they said he had a knock, but... So they always might say this time of year when they're not on the team, innit? Yeah, I know. But I think that, that could be a key for them. Like, we put him at the top, didn't we? So I think that, that, that would be a massive swing if he doesn't stay. Yeah. I didn't realise Kenneth Zahor was still at West Brom, but he's back in the squad now. He came off the bench. The other two things that stand out for me here... Um, Mark Hondes, who Bournemouth signed from yeah. Brentford, scoring the first goal, and, yeah. and the second thing was Alex Mowat, who has come with Ishmael to West Brom, getting the assist for the second goal. So um, it'll be interesting to see if he can implement that style of play that he had at Barnsley, because he was kind of all new. He was at a club that wasn't expected to do much. Everyone like was a bit surprised by him. Um, you had that element of surprise, like, oh my god, Barnsley doing bits, like, they're playing this football that's, like, new, and how do you counter it? But now you're doing it at a club like West Brom, everyone already thinks you're, like, one of the best. Is it going to work the same yeah. way? Like, teams will set up different just because it's West Brom. Different mindset. So can yeah, he do yeah, it again? If he can, fair play, obviously, I think he's going to have a good career, but, um, that's, like I said, it's the best result of three for me in terms of... Um, yeah, I think Fulham. Yeah, Fulham getting a draw home against Middlesbrough. We said that's poor. Touching on the playoffs. Yeah, I, I, I think Middlesbrough are going to be hard side to beat no, this I year. Do I as think well, be the... But I was listening to Ben Boom, who was doing a live watch along of this game, and Middlesbrough was shocking for most of it. They weren't in oh, the were game they? at all. They were not in the oh, game. I didn't watch, and then a Warnock classic, I guess. They stay, stuck in it, kept it at one nil, kept Mitrovic quiet until the end, and got a goal in the seventy seventh minute. Um, Literally, Warnock were making weird subs. He was taking his strikers off, his all midfielders on. Then he put another striker on. I think he might have scored actually in the end. But um, yeah, like Harry Wilson started. Uh, scored on his debut. Didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So I think uh, yeah, watch his space. But that's that's what Middlesbrough are going to do to everyone. They're going to sit in and make it hard. You know what they're going to do with the Warnock classic. But, yeah. Just uh, have a look. Yeah. At the, uh, so 16 shots to Fulham, 7 to Middlesbrough, 1 on target. Oh, that's killer, that is. That's killer. I hate that. That makes my blood boil. It wasn't even us. <laughs> the one it. shot on target goes in. like, oh, in it's the, And it's the equaliser as well. But, um, yeah, so an interesting week all round in the Championship. Um, not really seen all of the goals or a lot of the goals to say any standouts, but did you see anything that caught your eye? Um, Harry Wilson's goal was quite good to be fair coming in on his left that was quite a good strike that uh, was good um, 
Apart from that, no real standouts, I don't think. Um, no, I, that Bournemouth game against West Brom was a good game, though. I really enjoyed it. Like You could see the two quality sides there are going to be up there. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's, that's pretty much it, I think. And Luke Dunn. That yeah. was that was the, I was kind of glad they got off the mark. I think they're gonna have a good season. Exciting now, uh, ready to sort of carry on. Yeah, we've had we've had, a, we've had a, we've had a taste now. We've had a little taste yeah. there now. It's uh, it's getting it's heating up again now, isn't it? Yeah, but we're gonna move forward now. We got red in in the cup um, on Tuesday evening yeah. away at Reading. We're gonna first do, we're gonna move on to like. Um, word on the street or other news so the section where we'll talk about basically other stuff going on mainly swans related or football related or anything that's like big news that we want to discuss so probably touch on a little bit just mention maybe some transfer news that sort of stuff if you've got any ideas for a name for this section feel free to leave them in the comments because we've been trying to rack our brains and i think what what we didn't come up with much but maybe we came up with like a, a word in the town or something word around the town or news in the town something like that Weird, weird, weird on Wine Street. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> weird on Wine Street. Yeah, maybe we should call it that. Um, and then after that, we move on to um, looking ahead to the next games. So, any news that you've caught caught your eye? The stadium deal, I think you mentioned. Yeah, well, funny enough, that happened today, didn't it? The stadium deal, the Swansea dot com stadium. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know it is it is money. You can't turn it down. It's a good deal. It's you know it's money. It's bringing money into the club. You can't turn it down. But it's just like Swansea.com Stadium. It just it just sounds a bit crap. It's a bit of a laugh. It for sounds you, isn't it? crap, but I'm not that bothered about it. I'm not that bothered about it. I'm not that upset about it. No, but I know still a, lot call have, it. a lot of people have been kicking off because that's what they oh, have to do. Yeah, I know, but it's like. Yeah, we know what it's like sometimes. It's just if there's an excuse to kick off, let's kick off. Yeah. I'm not, I, when I say like it sounds a bit rubbish, I actually don't care that much, to be honest. Just keep calling um, it the Liberty in it. It's, it's everyone's going to call sold, it lib- We need money, and they've, they've sold the name of the stadium for a decent amount of money, from what I've heard. How like I haven't got any accurate sources, but I've heard it's a seven-figure fee a year. So that's like, <laughs> even if it was a million pound a year, just to name the stadium, and take it. Take Thank it all you very much. Um, take that. I think... Part of the issue is, yeah, the name, like what you said. That's why people are like, oh, it sounds a bit crap. Sounds it's like the shit. Sports Direct Arena and whatever it is. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But I don't think it's as bad as that because as much as it's Swansea.com, it's a website, it's celebrating, you know, you're promoting like the, the city your and local stuff. And it's not like we've, you know, it's not like it's uh, the American's shop. Like, yeah, I will say, you know, I will say in all fairness, like, Compared to other clubs, you've got like Swansea Uni as the shirt sponsor, and it now be a Swansea-based um, business that sponsors the stadium. It's quite good to be fair. Yeah, and they got a stand. Like you said, it? you could have. Yeah, you could have. Um, you know, like you said, you could have what? Well, you could have any name for the stadium these days. You said like the Sports Directory Stadium. Yeah, but, well, yeah, no, not yeah, but everyone still says the Britannia, don't they, and the St well, James's we'll Park. Say yeah. the, the Liberty, will we? I think I liked it but, at the start. Yeah. They were going to call it. They were going to the call White it White Rock. Rock yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, what that's what I was going to say. I think people that are kicking off by this deal forget that the name of Liberty Stadium came from a sponsorship deal itself. Yeah, uh, Liberty Trade In or something was it? Um, Liberty Building, yeah. something like that. But yeah. that's that's where that name came from in the first place. Yeah, we like it. So it was a bit better. But that was from a sponsorship deal. I think it ran out in the end. And we just kept the name because because we did. Um, but whatever, we still call it the Liberty. But it's the Swansea.com Stadium. Getting decent amount of money. I think the other concern was the fact that maybe Martin Morgan was behind the 
yeah. company. Well, but he's just giving the is money. He, for is he creeping back in? Is he creeping his way back in? He's just it's a bit of sponsorship money in there. Like I don't, yeah, if there's no more involvement than that, then whatever. Yeah. It's uh, help. It's, it's it's money that we didn't have before. So hopefully it helps. Maybe a player doesn't get sold as a result. Then. <laughs> I wish. Uh, yeah, I did. I did like it when they were going to call it the White Rock, the neighbour suspicious name, I think. And then they came to they changed it. Then they and when it first opened, it was the new stadium, Swansea. Was it? Yeah, that was what it was called, and it opened. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I know that. I think people, I think people weren't happy with White Rock because it sounds like someone else. But, uh, oh, yeah. But wasn't like the old, of the areas called White Rock or something? Yeah, the, the Copper Works, weren't they? In the area yeah. where White Rock Copper Works, weren't they? I think was the story. It, the, the, the name comes from somewhere in the area, doesn't it? It's definitely a link. Yeah. I'm sure it was the Copper Works yeah. there where like, the park and ride is now. Yeah. That'd have been class, though. And now they're anyway. making a. Uh, it's not rum, is it? It's whiskey distillery. Pendarian. They are changing Pendarian. the Copper building into like a museum and distillery. So. Nice oh, nice. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's good, yeah. Um, okay, so a little bit of extra news then. We talked about some new signings. We've got Ethan Layard. L- I don't know how to say his name. Led, I think. Led. Um, yeah. BBC are reporting that we are in talks to sign the right back on loan. I think this is very plausible. Probably is going to happen this week. Uh, he played for Russell Martin at MK Dons last season. I think was very highly rated in League One. Had a very good year there. I think definitely ready for the step up to the championship. Uh, so that's one to look out for. I believe exactly right back by trade can play left back. Um, but for me, I think it's just competition for Connor Roberts. Yeah. And exactly what we need. slots in the centre back if they're going to yeah. continue with this uh, yeah. formation. Um, yeah. Does he? I don't know. It's going to be hard. If, if Roberts stays and this guy. Has a really good start to the season when he comes. It's going to be difficult to see Roberts not getting in the team. And I would be about that. I'd be interested. You know, I was going to say if he plays, if he, like you said, he's playing with the back five. But I was thinking if he was playing a back four, so that could be wrong. But I would probably push Connor Roberts forward if he was a back four. Um, with this style of football might suit him. Yeah, um, we'll see. Maybe. Yeah, like I said, if left. he comes in, if he comes in and plays well. Oh yeah, yeah, he could go on the left if he comes in and plays well though. Connor Roberts will be looking over his shoulder when he comes back to full fitness. As if they both class on the right and Bidwell and Manning haven't really put their hands yeah. on. Yeah. Um, anyway, the other one is um, we're also, and BBC mentioned at the end of this article, which again says a little bit of a reputable source for me, close <laughs> to completing the per- per- sorry, competing, close to completing the permanent signing of Ipswich Town midfielder Flynn Downs. So he's the centre midfielder. I believe he does quite a similar role to what Mac Rhymes would do, but has a little bit more J Felt and grit to him as well. That's what I've yep. uh, been told. So I reached out actually and asked Ben Bloom about him because he's an Ipswich fan. He said he was quality for him, not last season, year before. Got linked with a move away last year, never happened, but his head basically dropped and I've been the same since. Basically, he needs to leave the club because. He's not playing on his potential. He's definitely got more in him than what he's showing. Um, he has been linked to Premier League clubs in the last few windows as well. So it could All be right. a decent signing, but then what does that say for Mac Grimes? Well, like you said, like Fulham, as you said Fulham are selling a player in that position, and we're bringing a player in in that position, then it seems like the writing's on the wall there, doesn't it? But 
We'll see. Who knows? If they, I just think if they if they could keep Grimes, which is unlikely, so I won't get too excited. If they could keep Grimes and bring him in, and have Fulton, and the other and the right back coming in led from Man United on loan, then it could be a you know it could be a good window in the end, considering how bad yeah. our preseason was looking. Yeah, and the assistant manager now that Martin's brought in was also has also worked with Downs at Ipswich, so another link there. Um, the other last thing I want to touch on is Joel Pirro, who was left out of the Swansea squad, was actually um, training with his dad after being left out of the Swansea squad. How was he? Yeah. So, I'm not sure the details. I think it looks like it might be because he might have been self-isolating. But then I don't know whether the reason he's self-isolating is what I discussed earlier in regards to that rumour. Oh, it's not a good start for him anyway, is it? No. And you don't if, want, that, if that is regardless true. of this, like when it like what the reasons are behind this, it's not the sort of story you want. You've just been left out of the squad and now you've got people writing articles saying that you were there's there's picture exclusive of him training with his dad on the beach, like. <laughs> it's just not what you want, is it? It's not what you wanna do one them well, It'll be interesting to see now if he starts in any yeah. of the next couple like, of games. It might mean nothing, but it's just yeah, it's not great. Um Okay. Let's look ahead. We've got two games to talk about. I think maybe we'll just say about what we're expecting to see from from them and maybe look at the teams because again I think it's hard to talk in details about stuff at this early stage. Yeah. So we've got Reading in the Cup. Mm-hmm. Um Tuesday night, eight o'clock away. Yeah, for me, I don't know. If people probably, probably disagree because people usually rotate uh, for their cup game. They need to get some players game time. But but for me, with the situation that we're in, I would be playing the team that's going to play Saturday against Sheffield United. They've had pre-season, so they've had a long break now. Um, we didn't have many, you know, we didn't have any players really apart from like Cabango and Roberts in the Euros, did we? So I would be playing the same team as Saturday if that's going to be the team for this because you just need that consistency now they go, they played it Saturday they got the mistakes under their belt they need another game they need another game they need another game so I would be to at least play the same um, defence and goalkeeper just so they can still play that style of football again and get it sort of uh, locked in really so I'd be but playing think, the same team for the three games no I th- there will be changes um, but I don't think maybe not many. I think, like you said, maybe uh, you know, maybe like Dando will start and maybe Perot if he's fit. But apart from that, I, I would. Don't know, I think uh, he's going to make a couple from what he was saying in his um, conference. I did hint on changes, did he? But yeah, but I would like I would like I said, this is just what I think. This is what I would want him to do. Yeah. Because um, I think we've only got. Am I right in saying we've got Sheffield United and then Stoke on a Tuesday night? And is there one more game, or is that the international break then? Um, it is quite a congested period, I think. So I think, got, well, it, well, maximum maybe one more game, and then the international break. Stoke I'd be tempted. I said Bristol City on the Friday and then night, and then on the week after. What before the international break? Yeah. Oh, good, because usually it's like you only get like a couple of games anew before the international break. So, yeah, Preston's on the twenty eighth, and then the international break is that weekend. Well, the week. Yeah, so may, well, maybe maybe he can make changes in this game, but I just want to see 
I'd just be tempted to play a similar team that's going to play the I next game. I do get what you're saying, but then you've got to look at it from the other point of view, I think, where he's just come in and he's just picked a team kind of blind. Oh, it's yeah. Blind. yeah. Like last season, he just he doesn't know if that's his first team yet. It probably is because he hasn't got much to pick from, but he doesn't know that's his first team. Um, and you've got to give everyone a chance to yeah. show they can do it in the game situation because seeing it in training and seeing it on a pitch on a match day is different. Um, so I think I think others do deserve a chance. Cup is definitely a, somewhere you can do it. It's a hard game to do it then. A Sheffield like Sheffield United is going to be tough to do like a different team. So this is the one where you want to do it. Maybe you want to then look at these two games to pick your your team for Sheffield. Um, I wouldn't say it's going to be loads of changes. Cause I don't think there's enough. There's not loads of people you would probably need to give a run out. Um, but I think he does need to. Because he didn't have a preseason, did he? So he didn't have any games to see these guys and what they can do and what they can offer. So I think he will use this as an opportunity to do that. So I just think maybe you're right with the defence. Minimal changes. I think Bender will stay. I think two of the back three will stay. And I think Brandon Cooper might get a run out. Maybe Bennett will drop because of his fitness stuff that we've mentioned in the past. Um, and then it depends if... Um, Manning's back from his COVID isolation he could come in otherwise I would like to see maybe Jan Dander, Oli Cooper, Whitaker, Kyle Joseph and Perot. I don't know what order he brings them in and if all of them will start or not but they're the ones that I think will have the biggest shout of starting Yeah No I think I think it does need like you know it does need to give people chances in all fairness but yeah I just just because he's trying to embed that style I wouldn't like to see too many changes in, in the yeah. um, the back five and the goalkeeper. But yeah, I think like Whitaker will probably come in just to give him a chance. Um, but yeah, I'd like to see like the likes of Latibodia and Bennett. Probably not Bennett, like you said. Um, his game time and Cabango to play again, have that game time trying to play that system. Yeah. So, it looks like Redden, we're talking about our squad being thin. Looks like they're in the same situation, if not worse. I believe they're in some sort of. Uh, they can't bring players in. They got some sort of transfer embargo. Are they red in as well? Are they? Yeah. So someone was tweeting to us the other day explaining how um, they can't sign players at the moment, which is unfortunate for them. I feel, you know, feel for them a little bit there. So I'm not sure. He said basically they're going to end up playing youth team. I've got their bench from the Stoke game in front of me here. They had five subs on the bench. That's never I think exciting. that's no, that's back. That's back to normal now, though, isn't it? Only five allowed uh, on the bench. We had, we had seven. Uh, Stoker got seven. Did we? Yeah. Oh, what was the, there was another game that I watched then where someone had five on the I bench. Think seven subs is normal for a championship now. I think maybe Premier League is only five. There was definitely another game that I watched on the weekend where they only had five subs, so they must have been thin as well, whoever that was. I don't know, actually. Like, is all football league now seven? I can't remember what the rules are anymore. They, some leagues are seven, like, that is the rules. Yeah. Um. Obviously, only allowed three to bring on. The The whole, like, bringing players on is only three again. Oh, yeah, that's still... But I'm yeah. pretty sure you are allowed seven subs. I'm sure that is the rule now, especially in championship. Yeah. I think even in the Prem, I feel like it is seven subs now. I think Champions League and stuff used to be five. I don't know. I think we think we're getting confused because all the stuff that changed for COVID is like who knows what's real anymore. Anyway, Redden could I don't know how many changes they're gonna make, but like they don't have 
many people to bring in is the point. So whether they ha- do then use first team or use it as a throwaway game and bring in youth, the fan I was talking to seems to think they will bring in a lot of youth. Yeah. So again, if that is the case, getting our rotation in, you know, is a chance to do that because both teams are going to be in similar situation. Yeah. But they they sold yeah. the best player as well, didn't they? At least say so. Yeah, my was here. I think there'll be changes for both sides on it, definitely. Yeah. Okay, so let's let's read in. Um, do you want to make a prediction for that game? Oof, it's hard on the call now because there's going to be changes, but I think uh, let's go. Let's go two nil Swans. Ooh, confident. Who's Play, going to player, players coming in with a point to prove. Let's go. Uh, let's go, Cullen and. Oh, you think Cullen's going to play? Yeah, I think he needs another run out to do. I think he needs. I think he needs a run out. Let's go, Cullen and Whitaker. Morgan Whitaker. Okay, I'm going to say two one Swans, and I'm going to say. Oh, it's difficult, isn't it? It is hard because you don't know. You don't know who's going to play. I think Whitaker as well, though, and I think maybe Kyle Joseph. Nice. Take uh, that. Debut goal for Carl Joseph. Um, let's move on. Let's go to Sheffield. So, if you're going to pick your full strength team now, because Sheffield, they've just come down. I know they lost to Birmingham, but you have to, like, their team, I just think they they got a good team, haven't they? From the stats, it looks like they did do better. Like, they, they were the better team against Birmingham. They had 76% possession. Yeah, Birmingham dropped way back in the end, and they were just sat back. But um, smash and grab yeah. sort of job. Yeah, Birmingham. No, I don't know. They did have a couple of chances though, as well, to make it two nil. Um, four four two. Yeah, um, they're playing. You'd, you'd think with the firepower they've got, Brewster and McBurney came off the bench. Yeah, well, they had Liss Mousset started with Oliver Burke up front. I am. I think Moosehead is injured because he went off. He was pulled his hamstring, I think, so he'll probably be out. And they've still got Billy Sharp knocking about as well. And McGoldrick is still there, Yeah, he played on the left, according to, according to Sofa Scott. Maybe they did three up top and they've done it wrong. Um, I've got Sander Burge still playing in the midfield. Quality player there. <laughs> uh, John Fleck, John Egan at the back. Ramsdale in goals. It's um, yeah. quality yeah, they didn't, across they... the pitch. Didn't lose any, did he? Don't think so. Um, not that I can think of. But yeah, so <sighs> got a work cut out a little bit. I don't. Who's their manager now? Yukanovic. Uh, what sort of football does he play? I can't really remember because he took Fulham up, didn't he? He took Fulham up um, two seasons ago. Yeah. And then he got sacked quite quickly. Um, was he manager in Middlesbrough as well? No, I'm thinking of um, Karanka, but you know, Yukanovic was with Longford as well. Yeah, so um, I can't really remember to be honest what type of football he plays, but I think uh, I think he's a, well, he's obviously a decent manager because he yeah, took full of did decent. He had um, a points per match of one point eight nine at Watford and one point five six at Fulham. Obviously, both ten years, I believe, been across Championship and um, well, Premier League even. For Watford, yeah, I think he played. I think he tries to play good football, though, if I'm right. And Fulham was prem as well, wasn't it? Championship yeah. prem. Yeah. So 
Yeah, so a decent, I think, obviously, as soon as you get that promotion, it probably skews your um, points per game a bit because going up to the Prem, you're going to be losing more games. So that's still decent points per matches if you did the season in the Championship before. And if you just include that, based on the fact he's in the Championship now, then decent, decent record. Uh, so it's going to be a tough game. It is at home. I'm sure everyone's excited about getting back into the Swansea.com stadium. I can't wait. I absolutely cannot wait for Saturday to get back. Eight o'clock kickoff as well. Is it pub beforehand? On TV, yeah, eight o'clock kickoff on Sky. It is yeah. So pub beforehand. Maybe we can go and record a podcast yeah. on the pub. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if I can speak. Yeah. Um, so what? What do you think? Do you think? Uh, can you see? It'd be easier to talk about this after the Reading game. So it's unfortunate that we're talking about it before the Reading game. But based on the Blackburn game. How do you see the game panning out? I think we're going to see a bit more of the same. Just that still a bit of rustiness playing out from the back. I think it's going to suit them with the firepower they got up front. I can guarantee me, like if Moosehead is injured, I think Brewster will likely start. Um, so you can put your hat on a Brewster goal. I think you'll probably off the bench. Another yeah. One. I- they they they'll just pre- they'll see what Blackburn did last week. They'll press us. We know Brewster is sharp. He's got I pace. How I think both it's... of them will react to being back here now. First game. Yeah, they they both get a good. They both get a good reception. I think when yeah. they Brewster, I think they're think, quite highly thought of. Do you think they'd celebrate if they scored? No, I don't think so. I don't no, think so. I don't think so either. I think if one, I think imagine McBurney celebrate. I think everyone would go mad. Nah, you wouldn't. He still, he'd love to come back. I think. Yeah, I wish, I wish. Anyway, uh, put your neck on the line then. Not much we can really talk about in terms of going into this game uh, other than what we've already discussed, so we just be repeating ourselves. What would you pick as your starting team and what is the score going to be? Uh, I think if if Laird is in by then, I would play him full-back on the right and I'd push Kyle Norton into into uh, centre-back instead of Latibodia. So you'd have like... Cabango and Bennett. Norton. Cabango, Bennett and Norton, Led and probably Bidwell. Um, Bender, obviously, and then, depending on who's fit, probably pretty much the same, really. Probably be Grimes, Corey Smith and Patterson in the middle with uh, Lowe and Cullen up front. So, unless someone has a worldie against Redden, yeah. the ones again in the team, really. Yeah, unless like Perot plays on. Oh, should put him to score actually. Should put Perot to score. Definitely, we? I've wrote it down. It's locked in. That locked would be a good one, I think, if he comes okay. back into the squad. But um, what about yeah, the if he comes score, in, then? please one. Uh, you could probably kick me out of the the call after this. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say three-one Sheffield United. Three-one. It's a big, big result. Unfortunately, who's gonna score our goal? Um, let's go with Grimes interesting it's going to be his farewell goal I hope not <laughs> I hope you're wrong um, I'm going to say we'll lose 1-0 clean sweep and I think I... that's not necessarily awful then no, well, you know, it could work in two ways. The pressure's on them, isn't it? They lost the first game. You either get a, you either get a big reaction, or yeah, you did uh, say one of these teams that comes down is going to have a really bad start, didn't you? One of them will. One of them will, and one of the managers will probably be sacked. 
Maybe so, Sheffield. Um, could be Sheffield. We'll see. We'll like, see. I, yeah, I'd find. But the thing is, I were, I know I'm not worried, but I think we've got Sheffield United a, a home hard game, and then we've got Stoke. I think they recruited well, so could realistically be sitting on three losses, but it won't be necessarily panic stations at that point. Um, yeah, it's the way it is at the moment. Yeah. The same. yeah. Well, it's been a good video. Been just over an hour, I think. So I think it's a good place to end it there. So thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Um, any final words? No, nothing for me. Just uh, I just can't wait to get back to the stadium. It's a strange feeling. I'm gonna go back. Um, it's been like a year and a half now. I went to well, obviously I went to the playoff final, but it's not the same as going back up to the stadium. See, because I haven't seen the people that I sit with since the last game, um, since COVID. So that'd Hopefully be nice. They'll still be there. Yeah, yeah. Back to the. Uh, you have some new neighbours in the in the stadium now. Back to the pub beforehand. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah. Well, I hope. Hopefully, I'll be able to get down there. Otherwise, I'll be watching on the telly. I'll be looking for you in the crowd. We'll have to make some. If we if we do get down there, we'll have to do some like, TikToks or something. Yeah. Are okay, you dancing at the bar? Not joking. <laughs> I will be dancing at the bar if we win. <laughs> run, run with the top off. Is it like? <laughs> nobody will, no, nobody wants to see that <laughs> anyway on that note uh, if you are still here and watching thank you very much don't forget to leave a like on the video helps us grow helps promote us up to more people subscribe as well to make sure you don't miss any of our videos and click on the bell to make sure you get notifications uh, you can find us on Spotify again Swanscast um, podcast download Fan Hub join us on there that's where we use to do all of our team predictions uh, you can check in at the stadiums you get points for being a top fan essentially and you go into a league table against other fans um, our content is all on there so you can watch it all on there as well as some other creators that do Swansea City content and you can also check into content from the team that you're going to be playing against so you can check out the goings on with the opposition see how they're faring see what their fans are thinking as well and yeah, I think uh, Lee slacking in terms of the fan hub league. You need to like sort it out. How do you how do you get points? Because I so I had nine out of the eleven. Yeah, but then you have got to watch content to get points for watching content. You check in ah, at the stadium, right. or like you can either check in at the stadium, which gets you a certain amount of points, or you check in to say you're watching it from home, um, and just stuff like that. Really, just get involved. Just just be a fan. That's what it's all about. So if you want to get fan hub, download it. There should be codes we post on Twitter all the time to skip the queue. So we need to try and up the Swansea fan count on there because there's also a league table for club bases and Swans were like 36th or something. So we want to get higher, basically. Yeah. We're still ahead of Cardiff, but we need to stay ahead of Cardiff. So get the app and get involved. And uh, tweet us your team predictions as well when you do them every week. We like to see what everyone thinks. Um, other than that, all the links should be in the description below. Have a good oh, day. And, oh, go and before we forget, join our Super 6 League as well. Oh yeah, it's not too late to join Super 6. Obviously one round is gone, I did awful. I had a horrendous start as well, only 4 points. Some people are on 15, I'm on like 2. I'm like, ah, oh, great. <laughs> Catch-up game is on already. Um, <laughs> yeah, so join the Super 6 League, that's on Twitter as well. So if you want a code for that, just tweet us, we'll get it to you. Um, if you do join you have a maiden account being one week behind is not the end of the world as I said I've got two points which is like predicting one correct result not even a score so um, you can easily catch up with that um, but if you have started playing your points will carry over anyway even if you win in the league so there will be no issues with that so just get involved it's a bit of fun we'll see how it goes and uh, 
maybe turn into something bigger next season or something. I don't know. See what happens with it. But yeah, have a, um, other than that, then have a good week. Thanks for joining me, Lee. I wish you see you in the next video. No worries. See you soon. Thanks all. Sports Social Podcast Network. The match has just finished and you're on your way home. What better way to celebrate that 90th minute winner than a McNugget share box and a few tips with your mates? You channel your inner Ronald as you race to beat the muck delivery home, just making it an injury time. Ordering muck delivery is easy on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.